In Matthew chapter 9, at the end of the chapter, it says that Jesus looked at the multitude and he saw them. And the Bible says, and he had compassion on them. He had pity and compassion because he said they were a sheep that were scattered and just wearied to the point that they just lay down. And in the very next chapter, chapter 10, it says that Jesus said to the, to the 70, he sent them out in ministry, two by two. And it says in Luke, not in Matthew, but in Luke, when they returned... He says, then they begin to give the reports. They said, Master, even the demons are subject to us. We've cast out devils in thy name. We've healed the sick and all this stuff. And the Bible says in that hour that Jesus, Luke says it, Jesus rejoiced in that hour. And the word rejoice there means he got so excited. It's more than just, well, hallelujah. No, it's, it's the word used that is an outward expression of joy. Almost like jumping or shouting. He rejoiced. Last night, we had an awesome, awesome prayer meeting here, warfare service. And I watched as Linda and Kim and Myra were praying for Sam's daughter. I mean, they prayed for that girl for a long time last night. Back there and then down here again. I watched... As Myra and others prayed for Genevieve and Alan, I watched Sonny and Sam, Carlos and Linda and Kim and Alan and others ministering, ministering. And I, I felt some of that joy that surely Jesus must have felt when he rejoiced because he saw that the disciples were reproducing what he had taught them. And Brian, here last night, ministry. Brian Grail. This is what happened in the last church that I pastored. I teach it in every church I pastor. My job, my role here, is to teach you to minister. And then to step back and let you do it. The fun, the excitement, the joy is in you ministering and watching you. And the excitement that you have in praying for people and ministering to people too long. Church has been a place where if you weren't on the platform, you were merely a spectator. That is not New Testament Christianity. I, I've attended churches where if you didn't go up and stand on the platform, you couldn't even sing the songs if you weren't in the choir. What kind of worship service is that? I've been to churches where the display of carnality was so in your face that you wondered where is the Holy Spirit of fire and purification in this place? Beloved, do we not read our Bibles? <laughs> do we not read our Bibles? Do our preachers not have any fire? Are they so controlled by the paycheck or influential members that they're afraid to address carnality in their congregations? That they're afraid to talk about, you know something, that just isn't appropriate to wear to church. You know something, that attitude, that response, that behavior is not appropriate on a Christian. Do we, as preachers, want to raise up disciples like us? Do we want to raise up disciples that are so bound up in carnality and pride, arrogance, rebelliousness? Is that what we want? Or do we want to allow the Holy Spirit full control? To use whoever He will to bring a word, to pray a prayer. Preachers are afraid to do this. They're afraid to turn the Holy Spirit loose. Because they know if they do, one of their most influential members might get convicted and quit giving. 